0: for graduate students in the College of Music at Michigan State University. My name is Susan Hookstra, graduate advisor and your host. Graduate students in the College of Music have a wealth of opportunities at their fingertips. The culture is rich and vibrant. We have great instruction, outstanding performances, and even new facilities under construction. While here, students often reflect on their career path and consider developing themselves in a the secondary area to supplement their current degree and increase employment markability. On today's podcast, we are going to discuss the opportunity that graduate students have to either add a master's degree or a graduate certificate in music theory. Joining me is Michael Callahan, chair of the music theory area and three current graduate students in the program. Elena Speck is earning a DMA in composition and a master's in music theory. Nick Shoemaker is working towards a DMA in clarinet and a master's degree in music theory. And Trevor Smith is a DMA student in composition who is just now adding the graduate certificate in music theory. So I want to say hi to all of you and welcome and thank you for being here. Thanks for hi, having
1: thanks us. Thanks for having us. Hello. Hello.
0: Sounds good. Well, the College of Music offers two graduate programs, a 30-credit Master of Music degree in music theory, which offers outstanding preparation for doctoral study in music theory, as well as a substantial secondary credential for performers, conductors, and composers. And there is a 15-credit graduate certificate in music theory. And this is intended for current graduate students in music performance, conducting, or composition, who wish to secure a less intensive secondary credential in music theory. Both programs feature a variety of intensive courses and opportunities for professional development. So Mike, could you introduce our listeners to these graduate programs and tell us a bit about what they are designed to do?
2: I'd be happy to. So the master's in theory, if we go back about 15 years, uh, was designed really to do two things. Um, Some students earn the master's degree in music Theory with the intent to continue on to PhD programs in music theory. And those people have been successful at at getting into top doctoral programs. But uh, since this version of the master's degree was founded, just as important to its mission has been serving graduate students who are primarily performers like Nick or primarily composers like Elena and Trevor, uh, but who are also interested in music theory and have strong skills in it and uh, would like to develop those skills further so that they are qualified to teach music theory in a collegiate setting. So the the job market for teaching positions in higher ed is very competitive, of course. But uh, there are more opportunities for candidates who can demonstrate expertise in more than one area. Uh, There are lots of hybrid jobs. So our master's degree helps students to rise to the top of the pile in those searches. And we have many uh, recent graduates who who are employed specifically because they chose to add the master's degree in theory. They're teaching theory alongside composition or theory alongside performance, or in a few cases actually just music theory, um, even though they were here initially to do something else at at MSU. So my colleagues and I see the master's program very much as a ticket to employment for our dual degree students. Um, Not just as a way of getting those jobs, but also as a way of succeeding in them by having the experience and the knowledge to teach music theory effectively as experts.
0: I'd like to invite Elena to talk a little bit about what made you want to add the master's degree in music
2: theory.
1: So I um, plan to add the master's degree in music theory, um, partly to make me a better um, job candidate in a couple of years when I'm looking for jobs. I know a lot of uh, academic jobs are for composition and theory together. And that's partly how I got my undergraduate theory courses taught was through composers. So I've kind of expected to teach theory. So the degree um, makes me better prepared to teach and be successful when I'm in those jobs, but also just to get my foot in the door to landed job. So those are the primary reasons why I wanted to join it. The further I get into it, the more I'm really glad I have the opportunity to take some additional coursework and to take classes that I wouldn't have been able to take if I had just been doing the DMA in composition. And what
0: about you, Nick?
3: Um, so I pretty much always had a sort of extracurricular interest uh, in music theory, um, something that extended beyond what was required for my undergraduate degree, um, which was in clarinet. But um, my general trajectory is toward a teaching position in higher ed, um, hopefully with the primary emphasis in clarinet, but that said, I know that a lot of positions require you to wear, you know, multiple hats. And I think that this theory degree gives me a hat that's really useful to be able to wear. Um, But I think overall, one of the things that really pushed me was the, you know, the very, personal nature of a lot of the theory faculty here. A lot of them, you know, spoke to me directly about applying for the program and it really just sort of, there were a lot of interests that I could explore in the program here. Um, And you know, one of my interests as a performer is finding ways to help my, you know, students that I teach in private lessons to make connections between music theory and performance because I think that that's something that a lot of applied teachers, that's an opportunity that a lot of applied teachers don't take. Um, and so I think that that's also one of the main reasons that I applied for this degree. And, you know, overall, I was just really impressed with the program here at Michigan State.
0: It is pretty incredible. And Trevor, I know you just added the certificate this semester. Will you tell us what made you want to add that certificate and how it fits into your professional interests and goals?
4: Yeah, definitely. So. Honestly, the one thing I saw uh, at MSU with all the different research going on, all the students doing such incredible things. Um, at first, I just really wasn't considering having the theory degree. And then when I saw all of it happening, I, you know, I said, I really want to be a part of this. Um, for me, uh, the certificate seemed like a really good option for adding kind of an extra degree of depth to what I was already studying in composition. So I'm thinking about this um, as giving me a way to kind of dive into really specific research about my uh, compositional interests as well. Um, So, you know, the kind of less intensive thing is definitely a part of it. Um, I'm going to be able to graduate in the three years that I expected when I joined in. But this way, I'm actually able to do research, maybe go to conferences and things like that um, without adding a whole nother year. You know, so it just really seemed like an extra benefit to my compositional degree, kind of uh, symbiotic in that way.
0: And it's important that you, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, the amount of time it will take you to earn these extra, extra certificates or degrees. We'll talk about that a little bit. But Mike, tell me a little bit about students who earn the master's degree or this cert- graduate certificate. Can you just tell me a little bit about some of the coursework and the variety they have and the curriculum for each program?
2: Yeah, for sure. So let me start with the master's degree. The coursework really builds toward four uh, categories of skills. There are analysis courses, musicianship courses like keyboard skills and counterpoint, pedagogy courses, we have two two semesters of um, music theory pedagogy coursework and research courses uh, where students get current in the discipline and uh, work on independent research projects that they can present here at MSU and also um, at conferences elsewhere. As as Trevor was talking about, the master's degree in theory is is more of a commitment um, in terms of time and credits than some students want to make. It's 30 credits, it often adds about three semesters. So um, about three years ago, we wanted to create a lower barrier option for students who wanted some deeper experience in music theory than what they would get from their primary degree, but at the same time, as he was saying, wanted something that would nest within the same time frame as DMA here. That's the rationale of the certificate. It's half the size. It's like a a miniature version of the music theory master's degree uh, at 15 credits instead of 30 A lot of the coursework is shared, there's just less of it and less of a focus on the research courses, I would say. I can say a little bit too about some of the other non-coursework opportunities that are available to students in both programs. There are usually six or seven guest scholars who come per school year. Those people mentor students, they guest teach the classes, they present their research, they chat with students informally over meals. We have a music theory colloquium, which uh, meets a couple of times a month usually and acts as kind of a music theory studio class where faculty and students present research and we work on professional development issues. Um, next week, we have a, a session on writing a CV. We had one earlier this year on writing cover letters and personal statements. So that's the a little bit about sort of the the culture and the opportunities that that students have access to. And then one other thing I would mention, this is specific to the master's degree, the capstone requirements, ask students to do some things that they'll likely need to do as professionals. Your teaching demonstration where they come in and teach somebody else's class, very much like what you would do at a job interview when you're asked to teach. They have to present their research at our colloquium. Oftentimes that turns into a conference presentation that they go and do elsewhere. And they have to pass a keyboard skills exam, which makes sure that they have skills that would be useful to them in a, in a classroom setting. Both programs have a very similar community. It, it's just a matter of the amount of time and the, the sort of level of depth that students are interested in doing. And I wonder, maybe we could ask the students to talk about what it's been like uh, to be a part of the area, you know, the courses and the, the extracurricular opportunities. So maybe, maybe, Elena, you could go first.
1: Sure, so I have found that the teaching experience and the pedagogy courses have been really valuable in terms of reaching and aiming for that goal of being a better theory teacher and being more prepared when I'm in an academic job. So what I really liked is I got to take two semesters of pedagogy and then the following year, this year I'm a TA. So I get to try out a lot of the things we talked about as best practices for teaching and learning. And I get to implement those with my students and see what it looks like in, in a real setting. I've also um, really enjoyed seeing the work that our guest scholars do and also that my uh, colleagues in the program do, seeing the research they do and the presentations and having a lot of those opportunities while not having an overwhelming uh, burden in terms of research or writing a really long thesis. There's plenty of chances to do research if that's what you wanna do, but there's also an understanding that a lot of us are trying to balance two different interests And it's not an overwhelming uh, burden to have to do a bunch of research. And overall, I just I really like all the students in our program. We have great camaraderie. We help each other out. We talk about how to handle different situations in the classroom. Um, We can uh, help each other when we're struggling with homework and talking about coursework. So um, it's a really great environment to be in. What about you, Nick?
3: Yeah, I just want to echo a lot of what Elena said. Um, I think that, you know, being enrolled in the pedagogy course alongside of having an assistantship and having a chance to try out some of the things that I'm talking about in pedagogy and try those out in my own uh, teaching, that that's a really valuable part of being in the program here. And also, just like Elena said, there, there's a really uh, strong bond between all of the students in the theory area here. Um, you know, there's I think some of my favorite moments this year have just been one where we're talking about research ideas in the, the student lounge on the fourth floor and, and bouncing ideas off of each other. And, and overall, it's just I found that it's incredibly supportive and it's something that I think is, is unique to the theory area here. I, it's something that I don't experience in the same way as part of the clarinet studio here. Um, and so I think that's what for me makes the, the theory program really special here.
0: And Trevor, you're doing the certificate. How are things going for you there?
4: Well, um, since I just began, really all I know so far is that, you know, as a little bit of coursework towards the end of my, uh, you know, when I'm doing my dissertation, I could resonate a lot with everything that Elena said since we both, you know, came in in composition. Um, I was in a different situation than maybe some certificate program students might have because I have my theory TA through the composition department. So I know that sometimes maybe some of the graduate certificate uh, students might not have the TA position, but I will have to resonate with a lot of what she said about just the teaching experience being amazing. But also just being able to approach the professors, the teachers, even when I was a little bit on the outside, I wasn't in either of these programs, they were always still so accepting Of me and just if I had any kind of theory interest, I would still be able to approach them. I didn't necessarily need to be on the inside of any of this for them to be very welcoming and the same goes for the students. So now that I'm starting the program, I'm just even more excited to be really on the inside and working with the students on their research and and seeing all that support.
0: It sounds like a great environment, especially with all the faculty support and uh, your colleagues as well. And you know, many students do wonder how they can do these two degree programs at once. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about semantics. The first thing I suggest to all students who are even considering this option is to meet with me, your advisor, to look at your situation because certain things can transfer. We can double count certain things. And generally speaking, if you're a master's student, we can share up to nine credits between your degrees. And most students take two years to complete one master's. So if you add the master's in theory, you can expect that it will take you at least an additional year for a total of three years. If you're doing your DMA, there's a lot of sharing going on with the master's in theory. But each, again, each student's situation is unique. Most students, though, can finish their, degree, uh, their DMA degree in three to four years. And if you plan to, your schedule strategically, you could still finish both degrees in three to four years, but it will be most likely four. And again, the key is the sooner you make your decision, the sooner we can determine what classes can double count and what can't for whichever degree or co- cert- certification you choose. As for the certificate, Students who are working on a master's degree have to take two theory courses for the degree and up to 10 elective credits. So if a master's student decides early enough that they are even considering the certificate, I can help place them in classes that will double count. And I did that with Trevor. And what this means is that it is possible to use your electives for your master's degree to satisfy the requirements of the certificate without taking additional credits. Again, if you plan ahead. The DMA typically requires six elective credits, and I want to correct myself there because I actually planned ahead with Trevor with his DMA and composition. Again, if you are strategic, we can find a creative way for you to get the certificate done without taking additional credits. However, some DMA students may end up taking an additional course or two beyond their DMA to satisfy, satisfy the requirements of their certificates but I can't stress this enough. There is a great reason for you to meet with me, even if you're just considering the degree or certificate. Everyone's situation is unique, but I'm really happy to work with you to achieve your goals. And Professor Callahan will work a lot on the, the mechanics and the details of the theory curriculum itself. So Mike, tell me, there's uh, no doubt it's busy for students working on these degrees. So. Tell me a little bit about what you've seen of what the balance is like, and then we'll ask our students as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody adds these programs because they're looking to have more free time. You know, uh, (laughs) these are very busy, high-powered students doing two things at once. And I think what I've noticed, and just this echoes what what the students were saying, it's a very collaborative, supportive uh, cohort of students And I think a part of that is the energy that comes from people not all being interested in the same thing. There are students who are doing just theory, there are students who are in a variety of performance studios and in composition. So you know, the the positive side of this coin uh, of being busy is that it's really vibrant. I also have noticed, of course, that these students have to negotiate all the time between multiple commitments, both in coursework and outside of it. So I'm curious to hear from, from them uh, about what it's like to to achieve that balance. Maybe um, Elena, you could go first.
1: So I found it was a little bit harder than I expected to adjust to being in two degrees. And I think that's partly because I've only been a composition major in the past. I had some minors in my undergraduate work, but I've generally been very singularly focused on composition up until this point. So it was an adjustment trying to figure out how much time Do I spend on extra things for theory, like uh, trying to go to do a conference presentation or something like that, or extra meetings with guest scholars and extra events versus extra events in the composition area, extra performances and competitions and things. So there's kind of a balancing act determining where am I going to put my energy in things that's not just coursework. But... The good news is that we have a lot of support to make those decisions and kind of work that out. The faculty is all very understanding of the fact that we are split between two programs and that many of us are doing theory as a secondary area, not as a primary area. And the other students are also very supportive. I've never felt like a second class uh, theory student because I'm not there just for theory. The students who are only doing the theory degree are really supportive of those of us who are doing both. And all the other students who are doing both are also making the same balancing act decisions, and we can kind of figure that out together. What about you, Nick?
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely busy, um, and I think that this year, you know, has been it, it sometimes has felt like I'm kind of standing on a tightrope trying to juggle an entire kitchen's worth of frying pans or something <laughs> like that. But honestly, it all comes down to being really careful with with scheduling, Um, you know, having coursework of my own to do, having an assistantship, having ensembles, having to practice and do lessons, it it can get very busy. Um, But I think overall, I've seen a lot of growth in myself this year, um, learning how to balance everything and most of all, make sure that, you know, personally that I'm doing okay um because i think as you know college students and as graduate students we we get into this rut sometimes of just work 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 until we're exhausted and I think that that's something that this, you know, being enrolled in two programs has been really valuable for for me, is learning to, to manage all of that. But I think that, you know, despite the fact that it's busy, like Professor Callahan said, it's it's also very vibrant and a very supportive of environment. And I find that the theory faculty are really supportive of performance opportunities and, and you know, and they are very understanding that you have other things on your plate as well. And um, they do their best to to make accommodations for all of that. So.
1: Robert.
3: Um Yeah. So,
4: you know, again, this is really the first year I'm going into kind of the extra classes that come along with the certificate. I know that um, being able to make a lot of these classes double count is a really big deal. And especially with the certificate, if you do that a few times, it really adds up. So I am anticipating a little bit of coursework during my dissertation, but I would, I would also just echo what Elena said about kind of the outside, um, more, maybe extracurricular things uh, being the real thing to balance from what I've seen between composition and theory. And so making as many presentations as you can from guest artists, maybe applying to conferences, and at the same time, being able to work with concerts, go to concerts and support your uh, friends, you know, your fellow students. Uh, I would say that for me, that will probably be the bigger um, juggling act since we were able to make so many of these classes um, double count, even though there will be some extra work during the dissertation period and when I have to give a capstone presentation.
0: So Michael, tell me a little bit about um, the funding options that are available for students.
2: Sure. So there are two of them. We have graduate assistantships available. These are, uh, we're really only able to award them to students doing the master's degree as opposed to the certificate. But uh, the GA, of course, comes with classroom teaching experience, which is one of the big uh, benefits, I think, to dual degree students to have Real in the trenches teaching experience so that they're not just people who could teach music theory in a pinch, but in fact, experienced, expert theory pedagogues. That, that I would say is one of the, the differences be- between the master's and the certificate program. Certificate students will take a pedagogic course, but will not necessarily have classroom experience. However, uh, with that said, The latest information that we have access to says something like 80 to 90% of collegiate music theory courses in the country are taught by people who do not have a graduate degree in music theory.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So either the certificate or the master's degree gives students a huge leg up in that regard. And I know this is a, a question about funding, but I see this as really on the opposite side of the same coin as the experience piece, because teaching experience comes with a GA. One of the the cases that I always make in a recommendation letter for one of our students is that this is a theorist, this is an expert theorist, not just somebody who who could go into a theory class and survive, um, who is someone who studied best practices in the discipline, and in, in the case of the master's students, someone who's actually done it. Second stream of funding that we have available is fellowship money that goes to students who work as tutors in our music theory learning center so that is a program where um, either students who are struggling in the undergraduate classes or students who are not necessarily struggling but just would like to have a place to go to to reinforce good study habits and have a community of peers and sort of expert guides who can be there to support them Uh, the tutors work with them on a on a regular basis and so it's both teaching experience and funding just like the GA but in a different way. Uh, I think that we always wish we had more funding available I don't know anybody in higher ed who doesn't say Mm -hmm. that, but what we try to make sure is that anyone who does our master's degree gets at least a year of teaching experience in a classroom uh, because we see it as a curricular need and not just an opportunity to, to pay for the bills.
0: Not only curricular, but it does help them with markability, being able to say they have classroom experience as well, correct?
2: If you take a job that's, say, performance plus theory, where the job might be listed as we need someone to, to recruit and teach an applied studio, and it would be nice if they could do some ear training or some theory classes or some history classes. That's the way that these often read. If, if, you, if you take 80 people maybe who apply for that job, it's very unlikely that more than a handful of them will have a real credential in music theory, whether a certificate or a master's degree. So beyond that, um, I, I think it's even fewer who will have done it. So I, I think it's a it's a big advantage.
0: Good. Now, if a student is considering either program, again, I would suggest that they meet with both Professor Callahan and myself. Professor Callahan will be able to help you with the theory profession, you know, the specifics of the content of the coursework and of course the application process. Mike, can you tell us a little bit about what that application process looks like?
2: First of all, I would recommend to students to go to our theory website, which is theory.music.msu.edu. And there's a page for current students and also a page uh, that outlines the application process in more detail than what I'll do right now. But just as an overview, uh, the the requirements which are due on December 1st include a personal statement that that describes your background in music theory, why you're interested in it, what qualifies you for the degree or the certificate, and what your professional goals are. Uh, Three letters of recommendation, preferably from people who know your work in academic classroom settings and or your work as a teacher. A uh, writing sample or two, two shorter writing samples that show us both clear writing and some careful engagement with some music. Uh, we don't really care at all what the style is, but we we do want you to show that you are curious and that you've looked and listened carefully to something. And then uh, short demonstrations of written and mus- musicianship skills. So that's due December first, and then we invite finalists to interview in February where those people get a chance to interact more closely with faculty and current students and we we learn more about their qualifications?
0: Well, that process starts in December with deadlines and in February or so they know. So if a student comes to me in September and they're a brand new student, even though they haven't applied for the program yet, I can still set them up so that they're double counting courses, even if they're just considering it and they haven't been accepted in the program. So that's how I help you determine that combined academic plan that will help you finish in a timely way and also make best use of whatever funding you have. So like I said, if you do it right, you can finish with a, both a DMA and a MM in theory in four years or a master's in theory and a master's in performance in three. But again, I can't stress this strongly enough each student's background is unique, and it is to your benefit to meet me regularly to make sure you're on track to finishing your degree. I'm really here just to help you. So, students, do you have any other comments or suggestions for anybody who's considering either one of the either the certificate or the degree?
1: Yeah, I would suggest uh, if you're if your future goals include college teaching in any way, um, to consider the program. The pedagogy courses are really helpful for preparing you to teach theory, but they also, I I think we talk about scholarship of teaching and learning in general, and a lot of the things we cover in those courses will apply to teaching other subjects at the college level and would definitely transfer to teaching music history classes or even, I think, ensembles and private lessons. So it's worth considering if you want a college teaching job. And how about you, Nick?
3: Yeah, I think anyone with, you know, an interest in and in some ability in theory ought, ought to, to take a look at either one of the theory programs. Um, I think that, you know, aside from getting teaching experience and increasing your higher ability, I think it just allows you to make so many different connections uh, across, you know, a, a broad range of disciplines within, you know, the professional music area. And I think that, like I said earlier, like pursuing this degree has has really um, given me an interest in making connections between theory and performance, and I think something that's really encouraged me about the program here is that even from you know when the f- students first walk in the door as freshmen, the you know their first semester of music theory, um, their, every attempt is made at making it um, as musical as possible, whether that's singing in the classroom or you know using analytical techniques that um, are based in and use music to talk about music. Um, I think that, like I said, that's one of the things that impressed me the most about it. And I think that that's one of the, the biggest reasons that I would suggest someone apply for this. Trevor. Yeah, I would just like to say
4: that I've never been in a situation so supportive uh, professionally, academically as a student. Um, and really another thing that uh, shocks me about MSU is the openness to ideas here. I mean, just this semester, we had things ranging from the metrical dissonance of Ravel's piano music all the way to uh, a narrative analysis of a prog rock album. And Mm -hmm. everything is going over well, and everyone's been supportive of all of it. So just uh, being in this situation has been a real light for me personally, and I think that anyone coming here would find uh, just how supportive it is.
0: That's quite a testimony to our faculty. And as uh, the chair of the theory area, what can you tell us, Mike, a little bit about our faculty?
2: I feel very lucky to work with these six colleagues and also with all of our students. It's not that we agree on everything, but I think we do share a commitment to um, student support and to creating an environment that, that lets people do what they're interested in. So, I, yeah, I have nothing but the best things to say about the other six.
0: And, you know, I did want to close today's time with a quote from one of our alumni, Travis Scott. He's a, he did his DMA in tuba performance, and he also did his master's in music theory. And he's now assistant professor of music theory at Xavier University in Louisiana. Here's a quote that he said. In addition to developing my analytical skills, I grew so much as a teacher, musician, and person in the music theory area. The invaluable hands-on teaching experience in combination with learning from masterful faculty teachers every semester inspired me. It also prepared me directly for several jobs in higher education. So Mike, tell us a little bit about Travis.
2: Travis's story is so compelling to me, and actually it's not that uncommon around here. Five years ago, he'd be the first person to say this. He never would have imagined that his professional path would include teaching theory right now. He uh, is now teaching a ton of it at at Xavier and a little bit of low brass too. He came to us because his GA in tuba was uh, included some music theory teaching. He had never done it. And I think at the time, he wasn't all that comfortable doing it, but he worked really hard and he really became a, a much more comfortable, poised, effective teacher and this is the coolest part of the story he really came to love music theory enough that he applied for the degree program and did it and then ended up applying for jobs that included it and now that he's doing that he's really enjoying it i i just want to highlight this part of travis's story because if you're a a dma or a master student in performance or composition at msu you don't have to know Uh, before you come here, that you want to be a part of our music theory program. Many of the people who who have joined our graduate programs and are now teaching um, and have jobs teaching music theory are people who kind of discovered that interest or at least discovered that they wanted to pursue it further while they were at MSU. And that's one of the things I think is really interesting, that, that these are not generally people who came to MSU to study music theory but they made that decision and they invested in it and they, they built their skills and now it's paying off for them. So Travis is a great example of that.
0: So maybe that's you. Um, and I would say get in touch with Professor Callahan and myself to check into this as an option. You can also find out more information on the music theory website at theory.music.msu.edu. That's theory music.msu.edu. So I want to thank Professor Callahan and all the students, Elena, Nick, and Trevor, for being part of this episode of The Scoop. Uh, students, I wish you best of luck in your studies and future endeavors and also getting through this COVID-19 virus endeavor. So we appreciate your feedback on our podcasts. And listeners, we're open to hearing from you if you have a subject we'd like to cover. You can send your ideas and comments to my email at s-h-o-e-k-s-t, shookst, at msu.edu. So thanks again for listening. Until next time.